morning, church. Let's go ahead and open our hearts and talk to the Father. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and allowing us to meet together to celebrate the gift of Holy Spirit to this church. Please teach us, hear our prayers, and enable us for service wherever you might need us. In your name we pray, amen. amen. Now our opening hymns today are our I worship the King and how I love Jesus.
you can be seated. We have greetings and announcements. First off, Pastor Pat and Karen are on vacation for the whole month of September. That's why I'm here. Um, hopefully they're catching a lot of fish and enjoying their time off. He's sleeping in his chair, you know. Yes. <laughs> so he's recharging his battery just fine. Um, for the rest of the month, we have uh, different events going on, I guess, if you will. Um, today we have, after Undone, we have a Gideon speaker today, uh, Brother Paul Cusrow. He'll be speaking shortly. And then uh, the rest of the month, the uh, speaker will be uh, Sean Hagee, and then it will be followed with a hymn sing next week. And then the week after that, it will be Jan Muxlow and Rob Rugenstein will give the message. And then the fourth Sunday will be UMW. So that's how the whole month's going to play out with Pastor being gone. Uh, Reverend Bruce McCummins will provide for your spiritual needs in case of an emergency. If an emergency arises, please call the office or Mary Lou and she will get a hold of Pastor Bruce. Phone numbers are in the bulletin. Um, Tuesday, I believe, at 7.30 p.m., there's Ladies Bible Study. At, that is canceled. Canceled. Also, Staff Parish is canceled for this month. And Friday, there was a change for church council. Um, that changed from Thursday morning at 10 a.m. to Friday at 10 a.m. Is that correct, Joe? Yes, sir. Okay. That is all the announcement I, announcements I had. Is there any others? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, lay servant ministry classes start this week. The list of classes being offered is on the bulletin board in the overflow room. If you have any questions, please see Cindy Rossman. I think that's it. Do you, do you have any announcements? No announcements. Oh, oh hang on. Um, last year we did the fall harvest gathering, um, our church along with all, most of the other local churches um, got together at the missionary church. Um, we provided games and prizes and stuff for the kids and we are going to be doing that again. I just got the information from Gay and um, so we'll be getting with you on that. We'll need donations for candy. We do have some money left over from last year but I am not sure how much that was so I'll have to figure that out. But that is going to be... Um, I need a calendar. It's the th I think it's the second or third weekend in October. So I'll get with you on the dates. Any, <laughs> Any other announcements? Uh, Karen? 
young disciples. No, no young disciples. This has got to be the youngest disciple class. Oh boy, I'm in trouble. Okay. Where's Liz? I got brownies. Okay, today we are going to be talking about sin. Do y'all know what sin is? Can we, uh, can we um, name some few examples of sin? Being angry and not having patience. No patience. Drinking. What's a sin? <laughs> Bad stuff. Bad stuff. Kim? Talking bad about somebody. All right. These are all examples of sin. Here. Overeating. True. Liz? Um, yelling at somebody. Just plain bad, bad thoughts. Those are all good examples of sin. So, um, the Bible tells us in Psalms... Actually, before I do that, so this is a representation of what we all would like our hearts to look like, right? Clean, pure, white. But when we add the sins and the cheating or lying, there you go, being bad, having bad thoughts, overeating, talking bad about people. This is the mess that our hearts are like, right? So this is what we like to be like. And then this is what we're really like inside. But God tells us in Psalms, sprinkle me with cleansing blood, and I shall be clean again. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. And after you have punished me, give me back my joy again. Don't keep looking at my sins. Erase them from your sight. Create in me a, clean new, a new clean heart, O God, filled with clean thoughts and right desires. So, all we have to do... So this water is going to represent Jesus. And I don't know if you can all see. But you really can't see the mess that we are inside. But we know and God knows. But all we have to do is ask God to forgive us. So you're going to see the, you're going to see the sin. See how it shows? This water is Jesus. But if he washes us, washes us clean, we ask him to, for forgiveness, and our hearts will be clean again. Let's pray. 
Dear Lord, just thank you for all the things that you do for us. Thank you for being able to come to you with all of our secret thoughts, all of our wrong deeds. We can just ask you for forgiveness, and you wipe our hearts clean. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Karen. Uh, now it's time for uh, joys and concerns. Do we have any joys and concerns? Um, my sister-in-law, Sherry, uh, my brother Rick's wife, uh, one of their good friends, her name is Kathy. They've been friends for 30 years. Just recently found out that she has cervical cancer that has spread to her abdomen or her stomach lining, I guess. So she needs prayers. Her name is Kathy. And then we have the joy of celebrating Ivy yesterday. She's going to turn four in two days. But she had a bluey birthday party yesterday, and it was a lot of fun. My friend's cousin's name is Jeff. He's had a kind of a hard health road all his life, but um, he, a couple, two, three years ago, he had a double lung transplant and he was doing wonderful. And then now he got COVID. So, and now it's affected his breathing. So Jeff definitely needs to be our, have our prayers. And also, um, I got to spend more time with my granddaughters. Love that. I have a special joy that you guys met my daughter Heather last week. Uh, she is safely home back in Hawaii, and she sent me a little video clip of the airplane after it touched the ground at 9.30, their time at night. And uh, concern is that Pastor Pat catches lots of fish so we can have a good fish fry and uh, miss him already. We have a joy. We have a new great-grandson, James Bruce Webb. He was born in Grand Rapids on Wednesday. It's only helping, it's not hurting. <laughs> there you go. I have a joy. My granddaughter started her junior year in Michigan State and she's going to be in criminal justice. And she's going to make sure Pat don't get no more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I 
That's it. Okay, let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for those who grieve today, and we ask for your comfort to surround those that are hurting. We pray for your peace, for your presence to cover our thoughts and feelings. We are kept, in your, kept safe in your presence forever, whether in life or in death. Let us pray for all the positive. Pray for everybody to get through the COVID and be safe and pray for everything that's going on in our country. And now pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art Now it is uh, time for the offering. Ushers, could you please come forward? We are, we have two sets of plates going. You're gonna do one first, okay. That is going to be our regular offering. And the uh, second one is a love offering for the Gideons. Dear Lord, please grant that our offering today may show that we remember 
what many seem to forget, that real happiness does not come from acquiring and possessing, but by giving and serving. Amen. Um, yeah, if you'd like to. Can you go ahead and play another song and let them go ahead and do the love offering? Now we will go ahead and do the love offering. Thank you. And now I'd like to welcome our guest speaker from the Gideons, Dr. Paul Cusro. Dr. Paul. Thank you. Good morning, church. Good morning. It's good to be here with you. I'm meeting old friends also here. Some of us are talking about Travco Motorhome, the Explorer Motorhomes, where some of us worked years ago. That's my connection to Brown City. Ethel and Ray Frank was my uncle and aunt. Ron and Vivian Frank were my cousins, of course. Well, it's good to be here with you. Would you repeat after me? Faith comes through hearing. And hearing through the Word of God. That's from the holy, inerrant, and infallible word of God, Romans 10, 17. Now, why do you need to know that? <laughs> well, we need to know everything in the Bible to begin with. But why do you need to know that? Well, we're also told in Matthew 28, 19, therefore go into all nations and make disciples. And if you connect the two things together, you go, okay, we've got to go into all nations, starting our own neighborhood, and make disciples. Well, how do you do that? Faith comes through hearing, and hearing through the Word of God. Now, there's really, from what I can tell in the Bible, only three ways that's done. One is through professional pastors and people that work full-time in the ministry. That's one. They've given their lives to sharing the Word of God. They love the Word of God, and that's why they are pastors and so on. The other way is for us, the members of the body of Christ, to share the Word of God. Now, the interesting thing is, I come up with these statistics the other day, and you can look them up on the web when you get home. I said, of people that are born-again Christians... How many of them actually share the Word of God any time in their lifetime? And it comes out about 2%. 
And then I got reading some more, and it said, I asked, how many born-again Christians read the Bible every day? Guess what? About 2%. Now, I think there's a positive correlation between the two things. The more you love the Word of God, the more you want to share the Word of God with people. The third way that you can share the Word of God is by giving somebody a scripture and let them read it. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read, I hear words in my mind, okay? That is speaking the Word of God also. Now, the Gideons, now your church is 100, it was created in 1915. The Gideons were created in 1899. So we're just a little bit older than you are, okay? I haven't been in the Gideons all that time myself. Okay. <laughs> it started by two traveling salesmen met at a hotel and they got to know each other and realized they were Christians. It doesn't take you long to realize another person's a Christian when you first meet them, does it? It does not take long at all. And they said, well, maybe we can do our evening devotion together. And so they were praying and said, what, well, I wonder, well, what could we do to promote Christianity? Because we can't, we're not home a lot. We can't belong to the church council. We can't be deacons. We can't be elders. What could we do? And they thought about it and they said, well, it'd be kind of nice if there was a Bible at the reference desk. So when we come to this hotel, we'd have an extra Bible here. A year later, they met again at a YMCA hotel. Like, and there was another man. And they were studying the scriptures together, and they were studying judges, and they were just studying about what Gideon and the Mennonites, remember those 130-some thousand people that were ganging up against the Israelites? And they said, well, it'd be good. We ought to form a little organization to do this. What would we call ourselves? And they said, we're studying about Gideon right now. He took on unbelievable odds to beat this group with God's help. Why don't we do the same thing? So they formed a little organization. And they said, well, it would be nice to place a Bible in this hotel, but how about all the other hotels and everything? How would we do that? And they said, well, why don't we go talk to the churches and ask them to support us? And they started it that way. Now, the Gideons are in 201 countries. There's 269,000 Gideon members. They're giving out scriptures at 100 million a year. That's three for every heartbeat you're having. Okay? They're giving out over a million a month in the United States. The rest of them overseas of those 201 countries offering now in 106 different languages we give out scriptures. 70% of those 201 countries cannot secure enough funds within their own country so the 70% of the funds or 70% of the countries receive funds from the United States so they can buy Bibles and give them out. And one of the advantages of being a Guinea member, I get to go to what they call regional meetings and state meetings. <clears throat> and I get to hear people, just not from our state, but from other countries around the world. And recently I was to one where a guy was speaking, he was from Georgia. Not our Georgia. We're talking about Georgia and Russia. And we just got out of Afghanistan, and we're not going to talk about that. But before us was the Russians, right? And this gentleman was a major in the Russian army. 
and he was telling stories about how they had been surrounded. He thought he was a goner more than one time. And on his way home from Russia, someone actually gave him a Bible. And he read the Bible and believed in it and became a regional person for Russia. Russia now has over 199 Gideon camps. Interesting, right? They get to go into the schools, the military, everywhere. We can't do that here in the United States but they can. And he was telling about one of the trips that he had made. He said, the only way to get to this very, very remote place in Russia was by helicopter. It was way up in Siberia. And he said, the only way to get there in the summer is by boat, because there's no roads, there's no railroads, but by helicopter they can get there. So him and another guy, they were going to these really remote spots around uh, the northern end there. And he flew in with helicopters and a bunch of Gideon Bibles. And they no more landed and was going to a little small church. And a guy come up running to him and said, you won't believe how I got my Gideon Bible. And he said, okay, tell me the story. He said, well, there was a stork building a big nest on my chimney. And I had to get my ladder out to go up and take the big branches off so the smoke would go up through my chimney. And he said, when I was going through the nest that the stork had made, there was a Gideon Bible there, in Russian, no less. And he said it was readable, and he showed the guy the Bible. And I thought for a minute, and I thought, that's a pretty strange story. And then I thought, some of us are old, old enough in here to remember back in the 60s, there was a song that says, the bird, the bird, the bird is the word. Do you remember that, any of you? In this case, the bird brought the word. You just don't know how... By giving a Bible to someone, the result that that will have. I'll tell you another story. This is, this is a good one. A gentleman walked in to the Nashville headquarters of the Gideon International. That's where our national headquarters is. And he was from the Philippines. Any of you been there? Okay. I got to stop there on my way to Vietnam. Okay. <laughs> Years ago, obviously, now. And he said, I want to meet some of the Gideons that was in Manila, and he named the date. And the people looked at him and said, um, some of them might be still alive. <laughs> That's more than 30-some years ago. Why are you interested in that particular time? He said, my father was in Manila, and the Gideons were having what they call a scripture blitz. That's when Gideons from different parts of the world come together in one spot, in this case Manila, and in a matter of 10 days, they'll give out two or 300,000 scriptures. And this guy's father got a Bible, read the Bible, believed the Bible, became a pastor. All seven of his sons became pastors. And since that time, they started 525 churches. One Bible. You have no idea the power of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God can do things that you can't even believe in right now because we're so limited in our thinking of how strong and how powerful God is. How do you get the money to do that, to buy these Bibles? Gideons pay for all their own expenses wherever we go, whether it's local, national, international. We pay for all of our own expenses. The Gideons also give whenever we meet, uh, to the faith fund. This is the fund that pays for those things overseas that I was talking about. All these countries that can't pay for their own Bibles, we help them with that. 
So that's one way Gideons get the money for, the, for their scriptures. The second one is, as Ken mentioned, we take up love offerings. 100% of anything you give to the Gideons buys Bibles. Some of it is used a little bit for shipping purposes because to ship these things, they're heavy. These boxes of Bible we're carrying are like 40 pounds. It's one of the qualifications I talked to. When I talked about people being Gideons. I'd say, it would be good if you could pick up a box of 40-pound Bibles because a lot of times we're going up hotel steps before they even have elevators in them, okay? So it'd be good if you could do that. So the second way is, it's through love offerings. Now, some of the members of churches have adopted uh, our camp here in Sandlot County, covers an entire county, and they just make it part of their giving. They can give through the church or they can give directly to the Gideon camp itself. A monthly offering to the Gideons, knowing that it's going to buy Bibles. We go to 24 different types of locations in your communities. You know we go to motels and hotels, right? We've been doing that like forever, right? But we also go to 23 other types of locations in your community. Police, fire departments, lawyer's office, dentist's office. List goes on, okay? Anywhere there's a lot of people moving that have time to set or pick up a Bible, we give them to them. Let me tell you another story recently. I was at a middle school distribution. Unlike Russia, we can't go into the schools. We have to stand outside the school gate. Even when the buses are coming out, if the students reach your hand outside the bus, we can't give them a Bible. We can't give them a Bible. So we have to catch them as they're coming out the gates or the parents are driving them out and so on. In this case, the middle school or the high schoolers, they just driving themselves, most of them. So I was standing where the kids had their bicycles, gate, and a lot of them were walking out. And so I have, I have them all stacked up. Let's see, I've got one here probably. Like this, you know this size, right? It's got New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs in it, but in the back, which I really like, it's called the plan of salvation. And so I've got these all stacked up, and I'm giving them out a pretty quick clip. I think I gave out 175 on my gate alone. And a student comes by, and I said, would you like a Bible? And he says, no, thank you. And so more students are coming by. And pretty comes up behind me and says, excuse me, sir, can I have a Bible for me and my sister? I said, of course. So I gave him a couple of Bibles. I'm back to distributing Bibles again. I can tell you, in one hour, as a Gideon, you'll give out more Bibles than you will in your entire lifetime if you're not a Gideon. And this is for women, too. We have women have their ministry with us. So I'm giving out Bibles again. Same boy comes up behind me. He says, could I have two more, one for my mother and one for my father? I said, yes, if you promise to read them as a family after dinner tonight. He said he would. Now again, I don't know the impact that Bible will have. I'll never know on this side of glory what that would do. All I know is I had to be there with Bibles you provided to give them out. And that's what the Gideons do for you as an extension of your church ministry to win men and women, boys and girls, to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Period. That's what we're all about. That is what the Gideons do. Now, <clears throat> we have a number of different ways we do that. One of the things that we're using now is called a Bible app. You can load this down on your phone. And you can have this on your phone. You can look up 
24 different languages with this app. If you're traveling in Europe and you're in Germany, you can hit a spot and it will share the plan of salvation orally with the person you're standing next to. 24 different languages. We give them out to our students. Uh, we give them out to our homeless a lot. And the reason is homeless have cell phones. It's amazing, they do. And they download these things. They also like our little teeny Bibles because it fits in with the small gear that they give out. We give out the full Bibles. <clears throat> we give them out in three different translations. The apps, even more translations. But we give out these primarily in um, hotels and motels and medical facilities of all different types and so on. We also have something <clears throat> that the young people in here would be interested in. This is called the Life Book. We have this in both John and Luke. This was designed for junior high school and high school students. Now in here is three students talking with a mentor, like you had here, about the, the book of Mark, Mark Luke and John. And you can, you can have it in either way. We give out unlimited quantities of this to churches. All you have to do is write to the Gideons International, ask for the life book, and you can have a box of them, and you can give them to the high school through the teachers or the students. Students are making book reports on this. They're sharing it with each other. A lot of, I also work in Florida because I have a little place in Florida in the winter. The students are meeting at the high school discussing this after classes. You might want to think about doing something like this. So there's a number of things. Also, you had church bulletin, you saw this today. You can write a check to the Guineans International and send it in an envelope anytime you want. You do not have a display rack in your church, but you will soon. It'll have in memory cards and recognition of thinking of you cards. Instead of sending flowers, remember what, um, what is it? Isaiah 48, 48 says, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Now when someone passes or something happens that we need to send flowers, we send these instead and donate five Bibles or 10 Bibles in the name of that person. And you should see the wonderful response we get back from families. So we're gonna have these also in your church. So we'll make a display rack place for them. Those are the ways that Gideons get the money to buy the Bibles to get them out, okay? Now one thing you might wanna think about doing as a church or one member of your church, if you don't wanna become a Gideon, you can be a friend of a Gideon. You get to order all the materials I just showed you. It just doesn't have our little logo on it. But you order all, everything's actually the same. And it's $10 a month. And then you can have them on any missionary trip you go to. Anywhere you go, you can buy all this material also. It's called Friend of the Gideon. And we have about 90,000 people now that are friends of the Gideon. And that's it. Three different ways. Pastors, us, or the Word of God. Faith comes through hearing, and hearing through the word of God. That's how we do it. And we've been, like I say, longer than your, this church has been in this place. It's interesting. <clears throat> I had about 10 minutes 
extra time, so I was driving around town. And there's a number of nice churches you have here. And well, I, I was looking at the size of your town, and I'm going, you know, this town would break up really easy, north, south, east, west, and you could knock on every door in this town in a matter of two months if you had teams doing it. And how can you say doing that? Because I've done that in a town, okay? And what I'd do, I'd go up to them and knock on their door, and I'd step back. I wasn't dressed quite this nice, but I did have the name of the church on here on my little ball hat. My pockets were stuffed with Gideon Bibles, and I had prayer request forms in my pocket. And I'd say, I'm from the Brown City Methodist Church. Our church family was wondering if your family or loved ones had specific prayer requests that we could pray for for the next 30 days. And if they said yes, I would take down their prayer concern, I'd take down their address, a short description of who they are, and I'd bring them back. And I'd put them in the love offering plate. And as a church, we would pray for these people for 30 days. And then I'd go back in 30 days, same outfit, okay? So they recognize me, like, not going to recognize me. Knock on the door again and say, how did God answer your prayer? Usually I get the same people because I go at the same time. And I was having unbelievable response to prayers. And I told the members of the board of the church that I'm with in Florida, and I said, who wants to go with me and see what's going on? And I finally got someone to go with me. Over 72% of the prayers that the people gave me were answered just like I wrote them down. No prayer, no power. You've got to be in prayer to do a ministry like that. But let me tell you, I had people slam their door in my face, and I had people come out and hug me. It's a great ministry, and if you want to canvas your town, you could do it in two months. And you wouldn't have to worry about older youth. You would have youth here. And without youth, our churches are dead. Now you say, well, we don't have a tradition of that. I believe the guy that rode the horse for approximately 250,000 miles in England that started the whole Methodist church system, he didn't mind knocking on doors and going wherever people would meet. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Do we just do church here, or can we do church out there? And let me tell you, when you knock on a door and someone says you're Catholic, you say, well, very good. How can we pray for your church? How can we pray for your people? Do you have family, friends, or relatives that we can pray for? Our belief in Christ is not limited to the bounds of this church. We have brothers and sisters in many, many denominations. So think about that. But when you're out there, be armed with the word of God. You got to have it in your heart and your mind or in your pocket. Anytime you see me anywhere, say, Paul, show me your Bible. I never leave my house unarmed. I always have the word of God because I know I'm in a spiritual war and I don't want to be unarmed. I'm not worrying about the other thing. I'm worried about the word of God, period. That's what our society needs right now. The spirit of truth to bring people back to God. Amen? Amen. Uh, hearing that, you guys have 
border on Baptist here, be careful. <laughs> I love my Baptist brothers and sisters too. Okay, so we've mentioned all these different things to you. We also um, want you to do some things for the Gideons. One is pray for the Gideon. It's getting more and more difficult for us to get in at some of these 24 places that we're going to. Right now, we're having a tough time getting in some of the motels and hotels because guess which organization is putting their book in there? They're based out of Utah. Yeah. They're getting there because they realize when we place a Bible in a hotel and motel, given 365 days that someone could be in that room, that book will probably stay there two and a half, three years, even though every year we go and, and replace it if there's any damage to it. You can reach over 2,000 people with a Bible. And we get testimonies like you want believe from people that go to a motel and hotel. And since there's no children in here, I can tell some stories. <laughs> and they take their bottle of whiskey with them and their gun because they don't want to commit suicide at home. That's thoughtful of them, isn't it? <laughs> But then they open up that little drawer, nightstand, and they start reading the Word of God, and it totally changes their life. And they become Christians, and pretty soon they're testifying in front of our Gideon camp the effect of that Bible that had in there. But the Mormons know that too. They know how strong and how desperate some of these people are. And so they'll start reading the other book. Okay? So you pray for the Gideons that we can continue to get into all the organizations. We've had assistant principals of schools come out and tell us that we can't be on the sidewalk, at which time we reach in our pocket, open up our legal documents from our attorneys for the state, and say, according to this, we can. Now, if you'll make this an issue, we'll leave, but we'll be back. We always call the police department, and we always call the school principals when we have a distribution. But there's some people that just have to take it on their own to try to scare us off because they don't believe giving out the word of God anymore. Honest, that's the bottom, bottom line. So pray for the Gideons. When you're praying for your pastor and you're praying for these concerns that were brought up today, pray for the Gideons, please. Second thing you can do, other than your uh, continual prayer, which is we covet your prayers because be aware that the Gideons pray for your church. We meet monthly next week, in fact, next Tuesday, and we pray for your different churches. So we're praying for you. Please pray for us. Consider, some of you might want to consider as a couple or as an individual, either joining as a Gideon member or as a friend of the Gideon. Why did I ask about that? Well, guess what? Like your church, the Gideons are getting older. I'm a teenager in the Gideon camp. That's a problem. That is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really a problem. Just like you, we're getting older as a camp. Young people are not joining churches, and they're not joining uh, religious organizations as much as anymore. And so we could use some help. Now, there's always a rule for you somewhere, if nothing more than just call different people that we need to have called, make appointments for the Gideon so a speaker like me or someone could come in and speak to them. Uh, we do distributions and mailings, so there's always something that you can do in a Gideon camp, even if you do it from the confines of your own home, even if you never attend a meeting. So think about that. 
So give it, give it a thought. It's a good thing to do. With those things in mind, let me go share, share one other thing. As I was speaking at a church the other day, and a lady came up and gave me this. I can't, you can screen here. It doesn't matter the name of the Bibles, but it has a Gideon logo on it. It's a, what it is, we go to, we have a very active program in the San Juan County Jail, okay? And in the jail, one of the prisoners in the jail made a copy of pages out of the Bible. And in here is, is his notes, in, oops, excuse me, in detail of his reactions to the scripture that our Gideon member that does it, uh, his wife and him both do a ministry in the jail, her to the women and him to the men, of all his notes in the jail, in the Bible, as they were studying the word of God. That's amazing. I think that's amazing. He didn't want to write in the Bible, but he made a copy of it and then took notes on that. So people really do love reading the word of God, especially if they got someone to guide them. And you people have a lot of experience, and so you can guide people. So think about that. Think about having a after-school Bible study with pizza or something for youth or somebody like that. There's lots of things you can do to share the word of God. So all those things. Pray for us. When you can, give to us. Three, also think about joining in some capacity with the Gideons. We'd appreciate all those things. Now, with those thoughts, I'm going to thank the leadership. I won't be able to thank your pastor, but he will a note from our Gideon camp thanking you all for this opportunity to be with you today. I'm going to be around for a little while after your church service is done so that we can talk more about the Gideons in individual if you want. But do keep us in your prayers, do keep us in your thoughts, and do help us out as much as you can. I want to thank the leadership and thank you all for having me very much. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Paul. Um, our closing hymn is My Hope is Built. It's number 368 in the red hymnal.
Brother Paul, can you close us in prayer, please? Do you want to do a love offering on the back? On an exit, you want to do a love offering back there? Yeah, we already did that. Yep. The benediction, our closing prayers from Ephesians 3, 16, 21. I pray that out of his gracious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power. This is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.